Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Roto Going for the Green Daily Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Colin Drew. We're coming to you a day early this week. I'm uh, I'm taking a vacation this week, so uh, no no podcast content for me Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So you're getting Wells Fargo takes truly shooting from the hip. We're we're going here. The projections are not even live yet. I have the finished probabilities from Daily Golf pulled it. up. Colin's not looking at it. Colin's got the strokes gain data. So I, I actually think this will probably, honest to God, make a more interesting podcast, though. My guess is that it's far more interesting to see gut instincts and reactions to finish probabilities and betting odds and salaries than it is to just read off who are good values in the optimizer. That's my guess. No doubt. Where are you going on vacation? Are you going to be able to play any golf? Uh, not going to be able to play. Well, I could probably play some golf would probably get me in trouble with the misses. We're just going, we're just going, we're taking the dogs to the lake for nice. a couple of days. I haven't, I haven't taken a vacation in a long time, you gotta, so it'll be, it'll you be gotta nice. get the dogs all trained up so they can ride in the golf cart and go with you. And then, okay. then you can really do it. One of my dogs, one of my dogs would, and she would have a blast and the other dog would hate every second of it. So yeah, we might, we might have to negotiate that. Colin, my game is, my game is terrible right now. You, you could say, you could say that I'm playing Keith Mitchell style golf course, uh, golf right now. I mean, I just, I'm spraying it. Uh, the putting's bad. We, we got to get my game in shape. Uh, so anyway, the event this week, the Wells Fargo, uh, they're playing this at uh, quail hollow and super strong field, like crazy strong field uh, for this event. The JT, Bryson, Rom, Xander, Webb, Rory all here. Uh, no Dustin Johnson here this week. But pretty much uh, all of the best golfers in the world are, are descending upon the golf course this week, which I, I think these events are much more interesting to me than the dj and everyone else events yeah or the sung jm at 11.1k events like these these events are, are more interesting yeah it's it's definitely deep up top i feel like the like 8k range i mean kind of dropped down a little bit there but yeah the top yeah. end especially like 10k up some some elite options to choose from and i think it'll be pretty good and definitely seems like it'll set up for a competitive leaderboard i think the other thing is this course just generally brings out good ball strikers you know, we talk about some of the events where it's like nothing matters. Everything matters less than it does the typical course. And this is the opposite of that. Like everything here matters more from a predictive perspective than it does on the average course. So driving distance, definitely the biggest factor, but like accuracy still matters more. Approach matters more. Putting matters more. So it should be like one of the more, you know, predictable events. Obviously golf's still random, but I think all that will make sure it's a strong leaderboard. Yeah, uh, which we which we love to see. Um, and Dust, uh, J- Justin Thomas, despite uh, I think he putted with his eyes closed yeah. last week or something. What, what you lost eight strokes putting uh, in in was it in one round or over the course of the weekend? Um, so I didn't I didn't know if he had one round that was that bad, but yeah, like he was averaging one point six strokes lost putting throughout the course of the event. So um, really poor. Really poor yeah. performance from him. Ball striking was awesome, though. Like, he played as well last week, Tita Green, as he did at the players. Yeah. So, he is the most expensive. We have Beefy back in the field this week. Seems like a pretty good course for Mr. Beef. It does. Uh, yeah, drive, driving distance and putting. John Rahm, who is the data golf favorite, you will you will not be surprised to learn that he is. Uh, they they awesome, have him. Though. 
Yeah, he is. He is awesome. Um, then Xander at 10.5. Xander finally starting to get some respect from the odds makers around the world. They are, they, you know, he is being included in this group of the the best players in the world. Yeah. Webb at 10.2. And then sad Rory. Poor man. Sad, oh, man. I mean, I just, I know who I'm playing this week. My, my decision has been made for me. No one. 10K, no, 8% on Rory. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this was, if you, if you are not going to play, 10k 8% on Rory like just turn in your game theory card forever like there's no point what you really should do you should make your teams today and then just go to the lake and just completely unplug and, not and don't check. look at anything unless we like tag you with a WDO alert or something yeah well that that's actually I, I'll make one lineup and I'll put it in the $33 dog leg t- day on the show and I won't I won't touch it and whatever what, and then if I decide to play more I can play more while I'm there. Um, so my my first instinct looking at these pricing is one, if you use the tools at uh, dailyroto.com, you're going to end up with a lot of Jonathan Rom. As you should. And, yeah. And I, I also, you, you would not think this just based off of these names historically, but Webb is going to w- rate out very well. Um, like I, I think, I think ten point two. You'll get a fair, you'll get a fair wow. chunk of him as well. That's surprising. That Webb's a little surprising to me there, but um, I, I mean, I love Rom this week, and I think he should be the top player. I was expecting that anyways, just because we we saw it at Augusta, like where he was the data golf favorite. So a little bit of cheating there, but like he gained strokes everywhere. He's been better than Bryson generally with his ball striking um he's actually been better than bryson with his short game too he definitely hasn't stitched it all together into this smash performance the way bryson has like but you know rom i think is the best player in this field arguably the best player in the world so i like rom it seems like the perfect course to back rom as well yeah um in single entry and three max, like in MME, I think you probably just want to ride with whatever, you know, 25, 30% of ROM, whatever you end up getting with the rest of your settings. In single entry and three max, wh- what are we, what are you, what are you thinking of John ROM, like chalkosity levels? Like if you're getting a 19% projected ownership on ROM, are you just letting it ride? Is that fine? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that would be fine. And, you know, we've, seen it pretty distributed up towards these top end ranges for the most part you know pricing has been generally efficient i think bryson's done enough to keep some backers at the you know the the price discount of rom is you know it's it's there but it's not substantial enough i think to so maybe he's like 25 percent or something like that in single entry but I'd, i'd still be fine with that um, this does this does feel like a course where either Bryson has made a meme on Friday of like complaining to the rules <laughs> yes. officials about something, yes. or he's winning by three strokes on Saturday and there there's like very little drama. Like I feel like I feel like it's very well set up for either meme or just like you know putt after putt oh, is yeah. going through. I mean, you've got drivable par four for Bryson. You've got like one of the longest top five longest courses on tour. Um, and I mean, Bryson, the thing is like his putter is so good too when it's on. So that's the other thing with Bryson is like, he can definitely go super low with all that going for him. Prefer Rom, but I, I think you can make a pretty good argument for Bryson too, especially yeah. in tournaments. Like he, he plays the PGA tour, like a, a GPP player. Like he's trying to win every time he goes out there, not back yeah. his way into a top 20. Um, I, and I just, I will say, I don't care how sad Rory is. I don't care how bad he's playing. Like, I don't care about, uh, I don't care about any of it. I don't think I, he can do it, man. He, he is a absolute, you got to take a position on him. Yeah. Rory is even, even when he's bad, 
even bad Rory is like the 14th best player in the world. Like that's got to be true. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely like the quintessential Rory McIlroy course too. When when he's on, this is definitely the the ideal course for Rory. So I I understand it. Um, I'm not going to really take a position if he's eight percent. Like maybe I'd be fine having like 12 or 13 or something. But if he's like 15 or something like that, I just feel like I need to to move on. Yeah. Well, you know, fair enough. What uh, think, what, what can we do? Like for me, I mean, I. I think that Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, just below, I think are both pretty good options as well. Have generally been playing a bit better than Rory. I think Finau would set up for this course almost as well as anybody. And then um, Cantlay really has the game for any course. Um, Cantlay has not been playing quite as well, um, you know, since the start of the season, but has had some time off since the Masters and RBC Heritage. And I think both those guys would be guys that'd be more interested in than Rory. Is Willie Z gonna get chalk ownership just because of how much he was on the masters broadcast i don't i don't really know to tell you the truth like i mean he ejected the rbc heritage but wasn't that's not like the course you're looking for yeah he played he he was good thursday friday and then shot a 73 on sunday yeah so i don't know i mean i don't have a great real read on that i also don't have a great read on Corey connors who like his ball strike has oh, been he'll be 18 percent and he'll make an ace i'll i'll just tell you right now so, cory connor's gonna be chalk and is gonna get there like that's yeah. just gonna happen i mean what we saw from cory connor's last week i think is kind of what you would expect from him which you know like he finished 21st he gained strokes t to green he was neutral to losing with his putter and i feel like that's what you know, you, you should get on average from Corey Connors and some weeks you're going to get a really bad short game performance. And, you know, a couple of weeks, you might run into the the upside that he, he showed for like a couple events this year. So definitely like Corey Connors, if he ends up in that like 25 to 28% level, um, I don't know if he top 20 is like, and he's 25% owned. Do you want exposure to him at 9,200? No, because he's right. Well, and I keep saying this about him. I haven't played Corey Connors through this whole run of, of oh, okay. chalk magic. It's hard to get um, on now. Well, he's right. So he's right by Finau and he's more expensive than Sung Jay, uh, more expensive than Abraham answer. Now, nine K nine K Max Homa. Um, I, I can't, I can't get there though. Max Homa. I mean, it is beautiful how he's explained. Like he was asked this, to, I can't remember if it was no laying up or what golf podcast it was, but someone was like, can you, know, can you explain, you know, you you've struggled with these events before and now you're reeling off all these great results. And they were like, what's the secret? And he's like, I'm better at golf now. Like he literally was just like, <laughs> I'm better. I'm better at playing golf now than I was two years ago, which, uh, you know, I mean, I guess sometimes it can kind of just be, that simple. I guess the the worry with an eighty eight hundred dollars Sung J M would just be, does his ownership actually get out of control? Does he end up being the rando twenty one percent owned eight K guy? Which, uh, given that he is next to non fan favorites Brian Harmon, Jason Day, Keegan Bradley, Tringali, Bubba Watson, like a bunch of names that people are not clicking in in single entry and three max, it feels like that's actually pretty possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, Homa won this event in 2019. And like you said, he has been playing well. He, you know, won at the Genesis earlier, which is another one of those courses that kind of sets up similarly and is like a tougher course. And so I think there will be enough support for Homa and answer that 
Sanjay won't get out of control, but it does seem like a range where like people are going to either pay for Sungjae or they're not going to play these guys. Like you're not going to play Keegan Bradley off of his performance last week when you can get up to Sungjae. And so I, I think this ends up being like the dead zone for ownership. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that is, I think that is likely to be correct. Uh, we got Grio. He, he feels okay. I mean, what app, what's happened to poor Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood, $8,000, only a hundred more than Russell Henley, a hundred more than Stuart Sink. And probably the saddest price I've ever seen in my life. Ricky Fowler, 7,800 <laughs> less expensive than Stuart Sink. I mean, wh- what a gigantic bummer this is. Ricky Fowler, he's getting pity invites, the PGA championship, 7,800. He's going to be 2% and you're still not interested. It's, been a tough year for for Fowler I I like Fowler as far as like when he's on good for the game like to root for him but it's pretty tough scene I could I could see I could see playing Fowler this week I mean 78 I guess because it's just I always feel this way like when these guys who are former you know top five official world golf ranking whatever I don't know if Ricky ever got that high but I feel like I feel like you just see guys at that price in a full field event, like he's priced the same as Lucas Glover. Like I can't, if I'm not going to play Ricky Fowler at 7,800, am I just, do I just never play guys who dip that much in price ever? Like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to play him a little bit, which I, I feel, feel very rarely about Ricky Fowler. There. Um, yeah, I, I think the, towards the top end, I think like all those guys are kind of long enough. I do think as you get into this value section that, I start to be like a lot less enthused about like Kevin Streelman on a, a course like Quail Hollow than I have been on some of these other shorter courses. So um, I don't know, even if he's able to like T25 or make the cut or something, it just feels like the scoring's not really going to be there on some of these hardest holes. So in um, this value range, I think that's where I would start to like lean on the, the course fit a little bit more and try to target guys who are better off the tee. Yeah, so we're thinking, you know, Luke List, Wyndham Clark. Yeah, I agree. I, I love, <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I do think that Taylor Gooch has been a guy that has rated out pretty well in data golf stuff for a while. Who I just haven't really played. He looks pretty playable here. Woodland, I, I feel like he was playing a little bit better. He made, yeah. I guess, he, you know, he, he was doing a little bit better his odds now or he's not 300 to one to win events anymore they're moving him back up i i don't know but he also played really bad last week the vows bar shot a 77 on the opening day so maybe not yeah yeah it was bad with the the long game too he had re- he had been gaining strokes off the tee and he was um kind of up there in like driving distance as well so it wasn't necessarily from accuracy at least playing a little bit more aggressive so i think some exposure to woodland's fine um, but it's not something I feel obligated to jam. A um, couple of the guys that I thought were interesting down at 7.1 that are guys I can sometimes be skittish on for different types of courses, um, but I think there's some upside there. Uh, so Cameron Davis, I think, is probably one of the safer last men in on your lineups and has definitely been really good, really consistent off the tee, which seems like it'll be important this week. So I like him as a single entry three max option. And I think it is a week where like, I'm sure projections will like a little bit of Aaron wise, but um, I do think that he's in play this week. And 
you know, he's a guy sometimes I, I X out, not a guy to go crazy on, but I expect him to be like, I don't know, two to 5%. I'm happy to get a little more than that. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, uh, I like him a good bit. Um, Eric Van Royen. I just, I, I am such a, I'm such a disgusting sucker for this dude. Uh, Tom Hoagie, he, he beat me last week. Not a, not a, not a Tom Hoagie course. The, the yeah. aforementioned uh, Wyndham Clark and Luke List. Uh, Clark actually, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it does feel like a course fit thing for him, like driving and putting. The driving is good for him, but like everything else is disaster. And he's a disaster. I don't think it's quite yeah. that course where it's like, yeah. This isn't the, the Corrales at the Puticanta Resort exactly. course. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's going to be, it's one of the 10 toughest courses on tour. Granted, like we said that last week too, and it seems like these guys are nuking every course, but I know some of the other weeks we've been into Bryson, we've been into Wyndham Clark. And I think between those two guys, it feels like a little bit better for Luke List than it does Wyndham Clark. Yeah. Um, do you, well, who's the, who's the cheapest guy you are, uh, you're including in your single entry three, three max mix. What the, the cheapest guy who I looked at his name and I was like, well, I could, I could see myself clicking that was Patrick Rogers. Yeah. He, he's actually done well here before he was like home of one of my first good sweats, like a Rogers Rory team back, back in the day. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly, I felt like 7,100 Cameron Davis was, but I know when it gets down to it, I'll want to get like two of the top end guys. So I'll have to find some value down here, but it's definitely, you know, the bottom of the field drops off pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, Rogers, uh, Burgoon, I, I I guess if you were going to take a stab on Benny Ann, 6,600, he did make the cut at the Valspar. My, my guess is he lost an insane amount of strokes putting last week at the, I mean, 51 points with a, with a made cut that that's, uh, that's pretty hard to do. That's uh that's pretty wild. And Nick Taylor, maybe. I think, yeah. Um, I think Luke list is the cheapest guy. Like yeah. if, if you go like Luke list, Cameron Davis for value, go John Rom. Like that's a pretty good start to me. And then I think you have plenty of kind of salary to play with, with those three guys. Yeah, man. Luke list. He's, 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 uh, he's just such a meme. Like that, that's just really, that's just really what he is. He is, uh, he's such a meme. Um, all right. I mean, I think that's, uh, I think that's about good for the DFS. Let's, uh, let's take a look here at the betting markets. Rom 11 to one JT 11 to one Bryson 14 to one Rory 18 to one web 25 to one, which data golf has, um, as a bet, they have him at 20 to one. So if you were going to take a, if you were going to take a stab on a web win, this year, it feels like Rom and JT are taking so much of the the projected win equity out of the field that that uh, Webb Web is coming through as a bet. Yeah, I, I like Rom thirteen to one. I think that's fair. Um, if you wanted to to get a sweat, I don't think it's a bad price. I think it's probably a decent price, and I definitely like him the best of the top end guys. Yeah, um, some of the thirty one to one. I like, I mean, he's been so. I know there's all the narratives that he can't win, but it, it definitely seems like a pretty good course for Tony Finat too. Well, and it feels like he's playing really well. Like he it does, feels, it, he, it feels like he's just dialed in. Yeah. He tends to do better in majors, like, like tougher courses does decent at the Genesis. So yeah, I would say that's like a fair, um, a fair bet as well. I like Tony Finat. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to fire on Rory Finau and Zalatoris just while we're, just while we're here, those all feel, 
I mean, look, I, I would be, I would be a gigantic coward to not bet Rory at, at 18 to one when he's the fifth favorite in a field. I will I'd say that one of the other notable things, you know, we talk different weeks about courses where the longer shots feel like very live to win. And that does was not feel that way this week. Yeah. It doesn't feel that way. It definitely feels like you're treating this, you know, the more as a major than you are like a average event and the, the field is definitely not that strong, but it feels like it's going to be because everything is more predictive and skill matters more here than other courses. It feels, you know, thin to catch one of these long shots. And I think the values that if you look at our betting tools kind of align with that, like we usually see a bunch, you know, five to 10 guys who are like a hundred to one or deeper that are options. And, you know, that's not really the case this week. You've got like Carlos Ortiz and Cameron Davis, I think is some of the options, but for the most part, you're seeing actually value at the top end, which is not usual. Yeah. Um, so I guess for one and done, I mean, Webb feels GTO. He's not going to be popular with Rom, JT, Bryson, Hovland, Xander, all those guys in the field. Um, I, so I feel, and I feel like a lot of people, like some number of people will want to use Webb at a major. So I, I feel like he is a great combination of, I wouldn't want to use him at a major win equity projected ownership and yeah. one and done. Like I, yeah, I feel like, like he's strong. I mean, maybe this is giving people too much credit, but I, I think a lot of people save Webb for the Wyndham Championship, or at least the people are like super plugged in, um, where he's almost always, you know, the favorite. And so I thought Tony Finau was one of the guys I liked this week. I thought Victor Hovland was one of the other options. Um, I actually couldn't even fault you if you wanted to go Rory, just because at this point, like, I'm not saving Rory for a major necessarily. So, um, I am God, that is the most that is the most that, depressing so sad. thing truth, I've ever though, heard. It? Yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh. if you're saving Rory for anything, you're saving him to find form and like be coming in in eight weeks to an event as a better player. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, that that Finau Hovland here looks pretty good because I definitely want to save Rom, JT and Bryson for a major. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, that is a, the most depressing note we could ever end uh, this podcast on. Everyone, definitely make sure to check in to dailyroto.com/pga for uh, for the updated projections, projected ownership, and everything. Since this is coming out on a Monday, uh, all of those things will be new and fresh to your eyes. And we will be back next week.